You are listening to a UniE.TV production. Awesome D's morning show featuring Pebbly Pooh. That'd you? be me. Yeah, yeah. We all in the building. Cool Mo D. Hold on. Hold, Mo, if, do you mind if I give you a round of applause, Mo? Is it okay if I give you a round of applause? <laughs> <laughs> Is it okay, Mo? I'm going to give you a round of applause right now. Are you there? Two motherfuckers early for this, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coolest of the cool, man. You got to get Cool Mo D to round of applause. Yeah, we got to salute the brother, man. Gotta yeah, the brother. yeah, yeah. Hey, Mo, how you feeling today, man? We we really appreciate you, man, coming on the line with us and uh, you know representing you know the the the, uh, the culture, representing your presence, which is priceless in, in this culture right now, and uh, you know and, and just blessing our show, you know, uh, you know, hey, Mo, uh, you know we all like super duper fans of yours, and uh, we're so excited that. Uh, you know, you still staying relevant today. You, you know, moving around. You're always performing. We catch you at the different shows and stuff, and you be out trying to outdo us and stuff like that. We see, we see, we see you working. And, you know, he, yo, he got the dances and stuff like that. He coming in. He slide and do a little step and stuff like that. Oh, pop locking. I, 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 don't, I, I can't. I can't understand. I said, okay, it, man. Well, it's like that, Mo. It's like that, Mo. Come on, bro. Yeah. Let's do this. You know. And, now, Guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we gonna do a little history going back, man, Mo. Yeah. So you know, you got a lot of you got a lot of people here, fans that definitely know you. Uh, can you explain now? Now we know that uh, if, if if you if you hiding under a rock, you know, Kumal D started from a group called the Treacherous Three, very popular group in the mid in the late seventies into the eighties, and they they put together some some definitely big classic records like Body Rock. Uh, Feel a heartbeat and a whole lot of things. Uh, uh, could you tell everybody where y'all from and how did y'all start? Uh, first of all, I started group now. Stop! I, I just stop being silly, man. Uh, yeah, just Harlem, One Twenty Ninth Street, One Twenty Ninth. Well, really, One Twenty Eighth Street is where I live, but we spent so much time at LA's house that I said One Twenty Ninth Street because that's really where we were really focused on that. We at LA's franchise house a whole lot, just hanging. Um, St. Nick Park. It's like an island within an island. Mm. Like we were really, uh, there was no through traffic. You couldn't get through the blocks. You had to come down St. Nicholas Terrace to come through it. There's no street that goes across uh, from the west side to the east side of Harlem. Like 125th Street, you go from the, the the little, from the west side to the east side, you go straight through. 126, same thing. You get to 127th Street, last stop. Mm. Everything <laughs> from the hills, 27th Street to 30th Street. And it like blocked us off from through traffic, so we were literally like a uh, Peyton Place, an island within an island. You wow. know, people always call it, you know, shit. You know, it's like a hideaway. Like you really, really, really had to know somebody to be even go up in there or so whatever. We literally were uh, very, very unpopular because people didn't know about the space. You know, where we were told where, where, like in the mountains somewhere within the Harlem. So that's where we're from. That helped. Wow, so that that's why y'all call it the hill, right? That's that's the, yeah. the, the that's the cold word. That's why you know y'all have the hill reunion every year out there, Absolutely. and you, and everybody that comes to the hill is like a it's like a like a childhood family because everybody yeah, grew yeah. up together, and that's like a personal spot that everybody a lot of people didn't really know about, but you know everybody's like family out there, and all it's like a, just like a reunion every year. Am it's I right? really it's yeah. yeah, it's real nice, and and 
it should be a movie, tell you the truth, because that's like well, the real, you know, like right, other people. Right now, so. Oh, wow, wow. Wow. That's really good because, you know, like when you see like when Tupac did the movie with uh, Janet Jackson and they was all out at the barbecue, any type of barbecue event that you see on TV, that's exactly how it is at the park. But it's real. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. nothing act out. So everybody's like loving each other. They have food out there. It's just a party. You know, it's basically a party. I don't yeah. make a paint place. We we had our drama and we had our yeah. Sugar Hill. That's, <laughs> hey, look, yeah. look, look, look. Hey, hey, Mo, that's what I was about to ask you next. So Sugar Hill had that sugar too, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about it was it was so crazy is even the drug dealers in our block would not sell it on our block. They used to go downtown and, uh, you know, where, where Frank White, I mean, Frank Lucas and and Nikki Barnes had a little of those uh, spots down on 116th Street and 118th or whatever. The guys that from our block that did sell drugs, the older guys that always went downtown, they never bought it on the block. Uh, the only time that came on our block is when the next generation, the crack generation came up. My man, Nappy Red, started, uh, you know, using the guys from the block or whatever, which is where we had a, I, that was one of my best friends coming up under me or whatever. I used to, we used to have a relationship where I used to call it a hundred season. When, when the treacherous three first started popping and we were making a little bit of money, he swore to me that he was never going to sell drugs like his brothers or whatever. So I used to give him a hundred dollars to like go buy me a soda and keep the chain. So that was like my big brother thing or whatever. But then, uh, you know, he got heartbroken and he wound up selling drugs on the hill. And that was like a cardinal sin. Like we never would do that before. So we had a little falling out, but not that much because I actually talked him into going to college and got him up at the campus or whatever. And all the pitching I did and all of the stuff that I did to tell him, this is why you shouldn't do drugs and shouldn't sell drugs and blah, blah, blah. Nothing clicked until I said, plus, when they raid your crack spots, you up to college, you got a perfect excuse. He was like, sign me up. (laughs) 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 Yes, I'm going to college. So I got him in college, you know, by hook or crook, I got him up there. But, uh, you know, that was a running joke. The guys on the hill is like, man, if you ever decide to be a criminal, the way your brain works is it's another level. And I told him, I said, oh, I got it in me. My father was a, you know, small-time hustler. And uh, I didn't know my brother was dealing in that when we were younger because I was extremely naive. I didn't even know how many people got high around me. Because I never smoked, <laughs> never drank, never got high. And my whole crew was doing it. I'm thinking, we don't, we don't. And they're like, why are you so quiet? Because I'm beating the drum like, we don't, we don't, we don't. And they're like, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, Mo D, this is Stevie, man. Now, this is a crucial question right here. I need to know this. I need to know this. This is knowledge I really need to know. Who influenced you? Now, from your lyrical, just darts that you throw with your lyrical game. You know, all three of you guys, Special K and uh, uh, Sunshine. and Sunshine. You know, use use a very lyrical. Uh, you know, at, in an early uh, stage of rap, man. Who influenced mm. you into rapping and just to Get your skills yeah, so you get sharp. That bug from where you get the bug from? Yeah, yeah. Well, the first bug, ironically, comes from Love Bug. That's the first person I ever wow. saw. Love Bug starts. Uh, Love Bug star. I saw him before Hollywood, and I know he comes from Hollywood. But uh, you know, I was one of those research kids, so I always, I never just jumped into anything. So I, I never forget. I went to a party, and I just see Love Bug, and this is the year Michael Jackson, Jackson, not Michael Jackson, Jackson had that record, a different kind of lady out. And he would turn the music down and still you want a freak with me and star ski diddle The crowd was going crazy and I was like compelled like that was crazy. And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna go check Love Bug out again, he's gonna be at the Rennie, I'm gonna go check him out or whatever. And then they one night they messed I don't say messed up, but one night they merged it. It's like, you know, we're gonna bring the Bronx to Harlem and we're gonna combine the two. And they went from the from the from the Renaissance and they did a show at the Audubon. Never forget, man. And Flash is up there rocking. I mean, that's not Flash. Yeah, Flash is ten to two. And um, I'm sorry, ten to twelve. Love Bug is twelve to two. Flash is two to four. Love Bug is four to six. That's how they did a two-hour set. So never forget, mm. it changed my life. That's the day I made up my mind. I'm doing this forever. I walk in the in the party. Flash is just on. It's like you know, ten thirty. So he ain't really doing nothing or whatever. That love bug gets on twelve o'clock prime time party going bananas everybody's going crazy and I never forget he was playing jam on the groove and he was turning music this one was whack to me it was like do you want to freak me that was dope 
the, the jam and the groove. He's turning music down and going to freaky deaky, freaky deaky, freaky deaky, freaky deaky. Freaky deaky. I was like, that was whack. But you know, it, was, <laughs> it was at the end of his set. And then all the lights go out and you hear, you see little red lights come up on the stage because Flash is on the stage. Love Bug was on the floor because back then if he was on the floor, that meant you was the headliner. And it was Love Bug's headliner or whatever. And I just heard his echo said, Grandmaster, turn, turn your music, music down, down, down. And I'm like, who in the was that? What was it like? I don't know. I just heard a voice. It's dark in there, and they tell us, uh, "Love bug." I'm gonna tell "Love bug." Turn your music, music down, down, down. I'm like, who is this? Is Sparsky like this? What what is this going on? And then uh, "Love bug" heard the diss, so he said. All right, so we're going to take a two-hour break. The party begins again at four. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we're going to take a two-hour break and Flash is coming on. That was his little dispatch. Man, they turned the lights down. Flash turned on that, that beatbox thing, whatever it was. The lights started flashing, and the spotlight came on, and Creole did that. Ladies and gentlemen, the sound took here is going to be so weird, but I'm going to fly at the grand master here, here, here. I was like, what? Change my life, right? Literally, the first time I heard an echo chamber, the first time I heard an introduction like that, and I said, and I said, oh, 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 you, 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 ready, 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 do, 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 do. The beat came on, and the crowd all went crazy, and the trio didn't even rhyme. It went right to Cowboy. He just started spelling his name. I'm the C-O-W-B-O-Y-Y. Can't man, the man. Oh! This we need is shit like this. See, oh, I'm sitting there. I went from hating them to being on their jocks at these things. In ten seconds, I was like, "Who the oh?" So, 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 uh, so, so, Monty, so, was a Cre- was Creole and, and then, Cowboy rap before Melly Mel? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is the bring. This how they bring it home. So Creole does the intro. Cowboy comes right in with Flash, and then Flash. Fit, I mean, Cowboy finished spelling his name and did a couple of things. There's people on the left, people in the back. He does the whole thing. I say, what's my name? Champagne. I don't know what to say because I don't know these songs. Is she saying what my name? And half the crowd saying champagne. Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? Say what? I'm scared of who? Scared of you? I'm scared of who? I'm like, I can't believe what's happening. Wow. <laughs> Yo, you said so Melly Mel, Mel, my mellow, mellow. It's so on you. So what you gonna do? And his answer was. I make Alaska hot. I make Africa cold. I was like, that was the fly shit I heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, hold on, hold on, cool. He said, I make Alaska uh-huh. hot and Africa cold? Yeah, that's, 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 that's how he started off. So, Melly Mel, my brother, it's on you. So, what you going to do? I'll make Alaska hot. I'll make Africa cold. I think not King Cole for playing the role. Roll. I move on down his family tree tree. I fuck his wife and Natalie. I'll make him toot the horn and tip his hat. And you can't beat that with a baseball bat, <laughs> Melly Mel. Rock him well from the world oh, to hell. Oh. So he did- that was it for me. I literally was standing there with my mouth open, and I said, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. That was what I, that was the day it changed my life right then. And wow. then um, <laughs> Melly Mel did the thing, whatever you freak, 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 on the floor, 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 and clap, clap, clap your hands until the beat, and stomp, stomp, stomp on the floor with your feet. Then sing, sing along if you know the song. I'll never forget the rhyme, but I was like, okay. <laughs> the last wow. time I gave me the template for what I was going to do with rhymes. I'm like, okay, that's what it is. If you that bad, you gonna make Alaska hot and Africa cold, and you can walk from the world trades to death to hell. I'm like, I get it. Polarity. That's where it is, right there. That's what. That's the whole thing, or whatever. So from that came, I make a cripple man walk, make a blind man see. I'm like, I got all of that. Now I'm ready. To go. And I'm like, <laughs> you heard that? What you say? Polarity, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's got that was dope. That was, that was a good way to interpret that. That was dope. <laughs> and so, yo, so watch this. So cool. So moving forward. All right. So now you know. You start you, you start to go and so who actually y'all put the group together? You started first or y'all just put the group together? How did that no, go? No, no, no. I was rhyming. I was rhyming on the low because I was letting people know I was writing rhymes, you know, because I was kind of whacking. You know, I'm saying I'm, I'm changing my voice and you know trying to halfway do love bug and you know about to be like this. I'm doing all kinds of crazy. <laughs> I don't even know. I can't even find myself yet. So I'm just doing it, but I'm not letting nobody know I do it. And I, you know, go to uh, uh, come on my boy Dano house who had a DJ uh, turntable or whatever. Because his father was like, all right, that's enough. You know, 10.30, shut it down. We go outside. I go outside. I see L.A. He running. I'm like, where you going? He's like, I'm on the Reggie house. Reggie house. Reggie got turntables. I'm like, well, you got turntables. Let's go. I'm going up there with him. 
And then I realized that L.A. is rhyming. Like, oh, okay. So, you know, figured out that he's rhyming and seeing him rhyming in the, in, on the low also. We were all doing it on the low. We didn't really know. And then Lee, he met Spoonie at, at the PA Hello. So Spoonie comes around and, you know, it's like he's saying he's Spoonie already. And that's his name. And he's going to rhyme or whatever. So we weren't really formulated yet. But because we were all rhyming and quite, kind of doing it on the low, it was like, yo, we might as well be a group. And I remember the day L.A. picked his name. I was like, what you going to call yourself? He said L.A. Sunshine. First name is Lamar. Second name is Augustus. So that's L.A. And I'm like, ah, that's dope. That's a dope name whatever. So I'm just like, you know, all right, well, you know, cats think selling drugs and doing drugs and all that's cool. So I'm I'm cool because I don't do it. So I'm cool. My name is Mo Deweese. That's it. So we, we put it together that way. Literally, like, we we never actually did a show. We were doing performances or in rhyming with each other or whatever, but we never actually did a show that we decided to be a group to put it that way. And, uh, and last but not least, uh, we used to go to Easy Lee's house because Lee had turntables and he used to put his speakers out, out the window and just play records. I mean, yo, yo, Lee, we've known the name of the break because, you know, cats used to crack it out. <laughs> yo, Lee, play air. <laughs> <laughs> play wow. Bop, and they throw it Apache. Like, we didn't know what the beats were. So we just yelled at the records. <laughs> Lee, Lee was like, you know, he's, he had a little more money than the cats in the, crew, in, the, in the neighborhood, so he would enjoy not telling us, you know, what he had or whatever. And like, he didn't let us know he was going to buy speakers. He just put it in the speaker one day, put it in the window one day, and we just walking by. He lived on the first floor, and we just said, wow, wow, oh, we all stopped on our track. <laughs> and right, Yeah, exactly. And every time he got a new break beat, he would just throw it on and let us know that he had all the stuff that we heard Flash playing. So it was like, Okay, so now we got it. So we started going to his house to practice and becoming a group to do what we did. And, and I know you're not asking this, but the long story short, we and then me, L.A. and Spoonie, we practicing. We waiting one day. Me and L.A. just sitting there. Spoonie comes in like, yo, I got a surprise for y'all. I'm like, surprise, man? What do you got? Maybe you late for practice. He was like, one photo trouble. trouble. <laughs> Drop the record. <laughs> yeah, Spoonie G's. One photo trouble. Two vote the time. L.A. was sitting there furious. Furious, because he's like, man, why we ain't on that record? I'm sitting there like, yo, this is dope. I don't even get it. I think it's like a little great Avengers thing. I don't think it's gonna really blow up. I'm like, okay, cool. So we do something. Next, you know, we start hearing that joint in the cars and cats running around, boo, 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 doo, and then people start calling the house and ask, asking for Spoonie to do the show by itself. I'm like, what? What are you getting? Oh, show? hold on, so Spoonie was down with y'all in the beginning. Yeah. Damn, how you know? Say it again. Now, 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 I said I didn't know Spoonie was down in the beginning. You know, you know, I, you know, I was in the mosque and all that other stuff. You know, I was running yeah, around. Yeah, like, the original, the original Treasures Three is Spoonie G, L.A. Sunshine, Cool D. That's the original Treasures Three. Oh, and the Spoonie yeah. made the record by itself. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna let the cat out the bag. Now I go to school. I get on because he's having music in our lunchroom. I get on, let cats know that I'm rhyming. Finally, I do the fast rhymes, and the crowd goes berserk. And Special K was the man in Norman Thomas. So he looks at me. You know, I saw I stole his crowd, you know, because he looked at it like it was his crowd. He's like, oh, okay, you're going to blow the lunchroom up. So I go to school the next day. He's like, yo, come here, let me talk to you. I'm like, what's up? You know, I'm thinking we're going to fight or something. I don't know what he's doing. I walk in, he slows, close the door, close it behind him. Undefeated, never beat it, never cheated, never lead it, never lead it, never lead it. Rhymes all guaranteed. Really dealing, woman stealing, catching over, booty feeling, understand, reprimanding, rocking on, that's the man. That was Kay? So he was letting me know. Now, I tell him, I said, really, you was biting. But he was letting me know that he could do what I do. And he got the style. He got the style that quick. And he went home and wrote some whatever. And I'm like, yo, really? I want to say he's biting? But I'm like, that was dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, yo, so you, we know got, we gotta, you know we got to ask you, man, about the rooftop. No, but, but, but hold on. But before, before, before you do that, I got to how Special K get into the group real quick. Yeah, because that was it. But he, after he said that and walked away, I was like, yo, 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 yo. Spoonie just left our group. We got a group called Treacherous Three. You should come and get down with us. And, you know, the Bronx had that complex, you know, or that, that uh, superiority complex where they thought Harlem was kind of whack. So he was like, yeah, let me think about it. But really, what I didn't know, which we now know, he had just auditioned for the Funky Four and they told him no. So he wow! That yeah. is crazy! Wow. So he get in a group, so... He didn't tell me. Beats was sitting there playing poker. I'm like, yeah, well, if you down, like, you know, be at Lee's house at 4 o'clock. And sure enough, at 4 o'clock, I walk in, he's there. I'm like, ah, he's sitting there playing poker. He wanted to be down. Yeah, all right, that's cool. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, man. Y'all was dynamic, man. Yo, y'all was definitely like, treacherous, man. And I'm like, listen, Spoonie just left, and he left a little bit too early because I made up these routines, and I got these routines. I was like, we got this chant thing that's going to be crazy. He's like, what do you mean chant? I'm like, yo, we're going to say, like, rock the body, body, rock the body, body, rock. And then oh, LA's like shaking his head like that's cool or whatever. I said, but listen, when we do that, while we're doing that, we're going to introduce the person. The person's going to be rhyming, and we're going to be doing body rock while behind the person rhyming. Go, 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 go. The body, body, body. The crew will still be doing that. And after you say your stuff, you jump back in with the crew. So that's the way the original body rock was going or whatever. So we did that joint in the park. The crowd went crazy. And it was like, yo, I remember after all the rhyme and all the rhymes and beats and all that, Kay had a vocabulary too, so we killing them. After all of that, the crowd was like, yo, man, that body rock thing was crazy. Like, everybody was telling us that that was it. Like, the, the, actually, the hood, our, our neighborhood basically picked that and told us that we need to make that a record. Wow. So that yeah, was, I remember that record coming I'm through Staten Island, man. Yeah. Everybody loved it when it came through Staten Island. It was like, yo, who are these yeah. guys, man? It was definitely dope. So, so yeah, yeah. um, Mo. <laughs> When yeah. did the shades come in? Because, like, that is, like, you walk through the door, everybody know it is Cool Mo D. When did the shades, like, what what made you say, I'm going to make a stamp and I'm going to put on the shades and that's going to be my MO. That's going to be me, my mark. That is, that is right before I go solo. Well, I'll say I go solo because K and LA will love that. Right before they quit. And I'm left to be a solo because that's how it happened. People think I went solo. I'm like, nah. L.A. was like, I'm going to want to kill Sylvia. We ain't making no money for these records. And I ain't going to jail, but I'm going to want to shoot her. So he's like, I ain't doing so, And he quit twice. And I was like, yo, listen, listen. We got to do another record. We got to. I would always gas them up. I was the hype man. I was the internal hype man. Yo, I got this routine. It's going to be like body rock. It's going to kill him. We're going to do X, Y, Z, whatever. And by the time I finished talking after two hours, They'd be like, yeah, yeah, so what's the bath? Yo, when I bath with you, and you do this, and then so I, I get over the top. I just have them over the top. So, uh, uh, and in like 1983, The Terminator comes out. It's some true story. Special K is messing with, uh, like, kind of like Jive Time, trying to help produce the BC Boys. It's three white boys. Yo, there's going to be some white rappers. I'm like, word, whatever. And it's so crazy, because this is around the same time I met y'all. i never forget when I'm on the, when I met y'all before that, but when I was on the bus, when y'all did the Let Me Love You. Yes. I remember I, that, Bo. I remember I said, that. Yo, man, this is, a, this is a hit. I'm telling you, that's a hit. I know it. I, I, I tell people all the time. I, I had the ear back then. I'm like, this is a hit. They're about to be all the fourth MCs. Bo, we went Armstrong that day with a bus going to show us up. We sitting in the... Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bo got a good memory, huh? Bo got a good memory. I'm like, yo, man, this is a hit. This is going to be a hit. It was around that same time. I met uh, Rick Rubin and another guy that was down there, and they were talking about the movie Terminator. I hadn't seen the movie yet. I was like, yo, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator. So I looked at the poster. I seen him. He had the shades on. I go into the movie. I see he had the joints on his eyes or whatever. I'll be back. But it wasn't the I'll be back one or whatever. Yeah, it was. It was the first one. I'll be back. I was like, oh, the shades is cool. So I thought that that would add to the cool, quote, unquote, plus the, the parliament. You got to have sunglasses on if you want to be cool. You know, the same thing. I'm like, okay. So the shades that go with cool seem to make sense for me, at least at the time. Plus, if I want to get into some psychological psychotherapy on the analyst chair, <laughs> uh, uh, not feeling like a pretty boy, it's like, you know what? If I put the shades on, can't nobody really see what I look like. So you can't just be, you got to pay attention to the art. Another layer in there, so it served two purposes. One, you can't see what I look like, two, the ass and the cool. But I just made it a part of the persona. And now I need to find the right shades. And then I find those big portions on I'm like, oh, this is going to come and half my face. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. That was, that was a good hey, cut. Hey, 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 Mo, it's funny. Anytime we interview somebody from Harlem, I already said, did you, did you know Steve was born in Harlem? Nah, I didn't know that. Me and TC. Me and my brother TC. Moved from Harlem to Staten Island, man. Did not know that. Is that crazy? Harlem Hospital, man. Me and TC was born in Harlem Hospital, man. Wow, me too. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So the Harlem Hospital. Oh, you yes. born in Harlem Hospital too? Yes, sir. Okay. Wow. So, all right. So, look, let, let's keep it moving, Mo. Let's keep it moving. The, the battle with, uh, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, Busy B. Busy B. Busy B at the rooftop. Yeah, I thought I was going to pass out. You was there, Boo? I was right we there. We was there, too. We was there. We was there at that battle. We was on that was, at yes. that contest. We yes. was on it. First of, all, first of all, it was Harlem World. Second of all, it wasn't really a battle. <laughs> I get Busy B this. I tell them all the time. I do not lie. I won't lie about it. 
my ego was out of control at that time. A <laughs> 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 new rap language. So we are official now. You know, at that point, we thinking about, you know, it's either us or Furious Five. We trying to take the, the throne, you know, because they, they, they basically the crown jewel of the, of the city at the time. They're like, you know, right. nobody's hotter than Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. So they had freedom in 1980, and we had heartbeat in 1981. Then they came back with uh, the message in '82, and we were like, "Okay, cool." So you know, we were back at that point. So right in that, right in '81, at the end of '81, right before the message comes out in '82, we feel like we got a little up on them because the next thing they had was it's nasty. So we're like, "Nah, that's still not hotter than heartbeat. We still a hottest group." So we right. we gonna battle a serious five. We used to always you know, got Rootsies, Billy Mel, Mister Ness, Raheem, and the rest. You know, we take y'all out. You know, just on the earth and the fire joint. So we were focusing on that. I was just hosting a contest. It was an MC contest. And Busy B was winning all those contests at the time. Yep. 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 I'm like, okay, he's winning. You know, it's cool. But I never looked at him like no threat. And again, I'm an elitist. I am an absolute hip-hop snob. I really, really like If you can't rhyme, <laughs> you can't snob. <laughs> <laughs> a snob, um, good, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm a snob and an elitist man. Like it, it's not hip hop is not fun for me. It's like it's seriously only time you get skill, only time you get respect out of me is if you had skill. So that's why, again, for y'all and cold crusher dudes that were putting time in and putting work in in terms of the routine, that's why I was like, okay, cats that put work in, I give them. But I'm also listening, like, okay, when they break down and when they do the solo parts. Is the group really, really, really that, or is it just routines or whatever? So I could tell that, okay, Kaz is the one out of Cold Crush kind of thing. You know, he, he's got the stuff. JDL is cool, too. KG is cool. AD's not really a rhymer. Okay, I get it. As a unit, they, they don't, you know, that kind of thing. Furious Five, same thing. You know, Melly Mel is crazy. Creole got a little bit of something, and Raheem can definitely rhyme. The Scorpion Cowboy is like really kind of, all right, cool, I got it. So we will break the <laughs> each down literally that way or whatever. And again, no no, uh, no disrespect to anybody else in the crew. It's like, okay, so Stevie and Mercury are the MCs, really. The other dudes are saying, okay, I got it, cool. So we know who's who. Like, we literally, like, marksmen there. So when Busy B is coming in and he's talking, I'm knocking out all bombs. I'm going to win the contest. I'm going to do whatever, whatever. And I'm on stage, and the dude is like, you wouldn't be both D, like, like basically saying, if I was in a contest, I would win. And Busy B said, I don't care who he's talking about. I'd knock out all bums. And I'm like, wait a minute. My ego's like, did he just say he would beat me? Like, I made that personal. <laughs> like, he's just talking shit to the crowd, but I made it like he's talking about me. You mean, you better acknowledge that you can't beat me. Like, I'm in my brain, I'm like, he didn't acknowledge that he couldn't win. So my ego took that and ran with it. <laughs> ran in the back, wrote the, which is why, if you really, really listen to that tape, I'm stumbling through it because I don't know the rhyme. I wrote the rhyme in the back, and all I can really remember is, hold on, Busy B, I don't mean to be bold, put that ball in the ball bullshit on hold. <laughs> yo, yo, that went so worldwide. It, it, it actually and, became platinum. <laughs> and, uh, really, realistic, yeah, yeah, right. Realistically, it became platinum to everybody's that, ear. Like, that's all everybody ever talk about. Forever, like that, that will never die. Yeah, that you know, came like pre. Record. Yeah, that came pre-viral around yeah. the world. You know, before, before, right, right. before you know, <laughs> before we had the, the internet. <laughs> Yo, that's and all that, you heard. Everybody screamed. When everybody screamed, I was like, I forgot what I was supposed to say next. Like, wow, okay, <laughs> I thought you was gonna be arrested. This was gonna be eruption. Like, I thought it was gonna be in reaction. This was an eruption. I was like, okay. And wow. and, and you know what's okay. so funny? Because everybody. Each and every person that say that rhyme, that whole routine, that whole thing that you did, everybody has an emphasis on their facial expression. Record after record, rhyme after, after rhyme. rhyme. Oh, they, yeah. Everybody got their own expression, their facial expression. Or, 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 or they'll do the body language. Hold up, busy B, don't mean to be bold, but put your bob in the ball bullshit on hold. Yo, so everybody be doing their own thing. So you, you made... A definite impact on a lot of people's lives. Like whoever didn't know how to rap right then, you made them say the same thing you did when you went to go see Flash and Busy and um yeah um Lovebug. You made them say the same thing. I'm going home and write some shit right now. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and Mo D, now, now Mo, Mo, this Steve, now Mo. Just yeah. imagine you had a day just to go home. Okay, it's a battle tomorrow. Let me write a rhyme about Busy B. 
if you would have did that game there the next day and said that, could you imagine what I'm saying? This, if this if this happened, you just went back in the back of the stage. Just I right, make something real quick. You did a real quick joint. That real quick joint became a atom bomb, man. And oh, I could know right. if you just you know I, you know I, I know how you do, man. Your, 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 your lyrical game, man. And but I, I tell you, I was there that day because we was in that contest, and I was there to witness it. I went to stat down, yo. Kubo D just rock busy beat. <laughs> hey, Biz, still love, Biz. All love, but this is real. I remember telling everybody, "Words, you gotta, you gotta hear it." And then that tape start leaking out, and boy, like, like, like Pepper right. said, that was a platinum well, plus tape. Truth be told, that was the other part of it too. I was gonna say, I wrote the, the what I could remember is what I wrote right backstage or whatever. We had actually, because remember, it was part. It was two parts of that. You had the uh, they called it the amateurs and then the professionals. Uh, I don't know if they were called those professionals for. We was the only one that had a record, uh, Cold Crush, Busy B, and somebody else was in it too, but, uh, and did the amateur part or whatever. So I knew I had a day, but all I can remember is what I wrote in the bathroom was the whole on Busy B don't mean to be bold. So we actually went home and I put some together. So I knew the thoughts was he got the rhymes with Spoonie G and those Spoonie sold the rhymes because them and Spoonie was getting high together. You know, I started putting stuff together and I could not remember what it was that I wrote to save my life. So wow. when, when it came, and then actually when it came time to do it, I was like, I'm probably not gonna do it. And then he walked in on the same. He's, I'm not gonna have whole bumps. He was doing his thing, and I was like, then my ego really got wrapped up. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm trying to recall the stuff that I wrote. That I could not remember it to save my life. All right, so watch this, Mo. Let's move on now. When did when when did you actually when your your, your first solo project? And, and did you go to Cali first, or you you was in New York before you went to Cali? Did you do the? Yeah, I was in New York. Still in New York. Because yeah, uh, Teddy Riley did uh, his first uh, single. The first, the first solo project, again, happened because after I gassed L.A. up in K for the second time, because we wound up going from Enjoy Records to Sugar Hill Records for the first gas up. Uh, you know, they were going like, that's it. We ain't making no money with Bobby. We got to get to Sugar Hill or something like that. I ain't doing no more or whatever. So I told them. I reached out. I got Joey. He's coming up to pick us up. We're going to go to Sugar Hill. We're going to do it. So I gassed him up again. We started the next <laughs> segment of records. That's when we started with the can can and action. Action, action to all those that that was my journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was man. my was my gas up then. Action. We gonna do the lights, cameras, action, cool, we'll be action. Yo, you lights, cameras, that's some fly shit. I'm gonna keep it real yeah. with you. That's a that's some fly shit. Even Tim and you again. You know I can't, can't. No, no, so, so, so look, so how, so that, how no, with, with, those are the two records. Those are the two records I used to gas them up. So we got on Sugar Hill. And then found out that we wasn't making any money on Sugar Hill again. So L.A. says, I'm not making no more records with this, this B, Miss Robinson. I'm not doing it. That's it. She goes, she, you know, I'm going to wind up shooting her. So I gas him up again. So I tell him, yo, I got this other thing, man. We're going to mix the, uh, the Queen joint with the uh, other joint. You know what I'm saying? We will rock your belly, man. Party on the dance floor. Party people yeah. walk more. Party the fuck up. Brother Treasure with three. Treasure, okay. And L.A. Sunshine and the coolest of the cool mode. Yeah. Yo. Boy. So, now the record didn't sound nothing like we had in my in my head because it was supposed to be rocket in the pocket with Queen. Uh, we will rock you. The dynamics musically, sonically, was supposed to be way more than that because I didn't know what I was doing on the drum machine, and people didn't know because you know when when Sugar started breaking down, everybody started quitting. The band started quitting everything, and I'm in there on the I will not stop. I'm going to learn how to do this little drum machine. So that's me on the... T- 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 wow, I <laughs> didn't know that. Why, oh, yo, that's, that's crazy. So, that's why it's so thin, because with, there's no band. There's no music. So I'm, it's me literally trying to learn how to program this drum machine, this little limb drum thing they got, man. It's like it's thin as hell. So I'm like... I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm like, I'm not... I refuse to quit. If anybody knows anything about me, quitting is not a part of the equation. So That's I told right. the whole gotta rock scenario. We put the record in there, whatever, and that that we do the record. And I had two records. I said it's gonna be gotta rock, and the other one, uh, say turn it up, but it ain't loud enough. That was supposed to be a routine. Say turn it up. Yeah, say, yeah turn it up. They can't say it. Turn it up. We turn it up, but it's supposed to be one, two, three. That's why it's three times I say it. Say turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, but it just ain't loud enough. You know that was the whole point. It's gonna be a routine. They don't come back to do the second record. L.A. takes the record down to Mr. Magic because him and Magic and Mike C. and Greg Marius had that whole Pisces Magic 
Juice Crew uh, Pisces band, Pisces Get High band is what I called it. They used to all go down there and play the record. So LA took the God of Rock down there and Magic, you know, hyped it up. Brand new, Return to Touch of the Three, because this is 85 now. And in 85, you got uh, LL is out, Fat Boys is out, Houdini is out, you got a bunch of new cats or whatever. And we are the last of the old guard that they call it the old guard at the time. The Magic is like, 107.5, we got, we got the Treasure 3, the brand new Treasure 3, blah, blah, blah. He throws on the God of Rock. Phone lines are lighting up so we can hype. Like, yeah, we back, we back. And they don't come back to the studio. Well, LA didn't come back. K came back once to just do a little rhyme on. But I'm like, nah, man, we supposed to do a routine. So y'all ain't doing it. Forget it. Take K's voice off of there. I'm doing it by myself. So I just turned, did turn up by myself and put the rhymes in there that I wanted to put. And that was the first solo record. And I mm. tell Doug all the time, because I had 85 on lock, I was ready to be the man. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Mo, at the, at the turn it up, so was, it, was your record, that, uh, Go See the Doctor came after that? And that uh, yeah, because well, Turn It Up was the last. Who, Teddy did Go See the Doctor? Last record that we did, well, last record, yeah, last record I did on Sugar Hill. Because uh, Sugar Hill at this time is really, really just out of it. Right. It's basically over last big record, not even big record. The last record that had an impact on it was uh, Melly Mel's uh, I'm the King of the Streets. A smoke boat flag, a crack, a lack, a lack of the sex mess, bless, and a chunk chunk, you're black. I'm like, okay, it's cool. We 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 know for being lyricists, but the records they hit. Right. And, and turn it up. I'm like, and, you know, Trek tells you this all the time. It's like, man, and, which, and, and not to put shit in the game, but in truth, I started the style that, you know, became popular because Rakim took it to the next level. I will give it to him. I have a question. He took it to the next level. But nobody was rhyming like that when you're rhyming with the beat, not to the beat or on right, the beat, but right. with the beat. So I was like, I, so I was going, I'm Putin. Just like, powerful. Force driven by ancient spirits. Feel it. Hear it. A metaphor for living. Base. Amplified. Wouldn't fully apply. All adversaries become terrified. I was doing with oh, them. Oh, Mo, just a key question right here, man. What yeah. song got you signed to Jive Records? You was on Jive, right? Oh, there we go right this is right into it. So in 85, this is June of 85. I think I'm about to be the man. Turn It Up is getting crazy buzz. Cat, uh, Joey Time and the cast in Jersey City, like the outskirts of New York is now starting to respond even more than the inner circle of New York, where it's like, right. cats are like, yo, you heard Modi, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. I'm like, yeah, I got him. And then right in July, I'm like, man. Oh, no. And all the time, I'm like, Doug, you stole my 85, man. Dougie, Doug. But Doug and Rick was a force that you could not even, there's nothing you could mess with. It was, yeah. it was over the top. So in 85, and now I'm realizing, so I'm like, okay, L.A. can't come back. We're not doing the Treacherous 3 thing no more. I'm feeling the changing of the guard. Run DMC got this new sound that's banging the crazy, crazy drum sucker MCs and all of that. And I'm listening to the music. I'm like, I got to change up because this is not working. The way we do it and the style that we do it is not hitting right now. I got to think of some other shit to do. So I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, cool. So the first thing I do is I go back to the studio in Sugar Hill and I make a little demo. Not well, I didn't know it was a demo, but I thought I was just making a record. So I just go program back to that Willie thing. And I'm like, do you know what time it is? Time it is. Girl, I'm partying. Touching my body and talking like, to me I, like I'm a kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mo, he's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me take it out of the lyrical stuff and give us some melodic kind of and truly, y'all you know, got a little hand in this. I'm like, let me put some like kind of sing-songy little tone on it or whatever. Well, I'm like, okay, let me let me get a rhythm. And it's like, do you know what time it is? I got time it is. And I had the tape out. Cass is like, yo, what is that? And who's that? And I'm like, damn, they don't even know it's me. This is even better. They don't know it's me. They liking it. And they just respond. And they would say, oh, that's cool, my Why? And that it became more. So I'm like, okay, I got another joint. I meet LaVeva at Sugar Hill. He's working at Sugar Hill the boxing. He's like, yo, man, your ideas are crazy. I just think you need some music. I said, I damn sure need some music. He said, I got this young cat. He used to play for the church. He does whatever, whatever. His name's Teddy Riley. We're meeting at this dude's house or whatever. And I was like, cool. All right, so, you know, this is uh, this is 86. Adidas is out now, 1986. So it's a whole year later. And 
uh, do you know what time it is? Is doing what it's doing? But I'm like, okay. So give me something like this. I'm trying to do a DJ. And that's why that's why that's why when you listen to Go See the Doctor, you hear and I had that. So I'm just doing the drum beat. I got it. I'm ready to go. And Teddy comes in. He listens to it. He programs it. I go to get a sandwich. He put a bass line on top of it. Listen, hold on. Stop the interview right now. Let's stop this whole interview right now. The sky little look. You got You got This got to be a story, B. Shit, yo. Hey, hey Mo, I'm gonna tell you, we, we interview everybody all, all all the time. But the way you describing this shit right now, it's like we there watching the shit with you right now. You know what I mean? Uh, you, 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 tell, this, you, know, you gotta tell a story of this because the story is is, is dope. I I, I, got, I got I'm I'm gonna calm back down. Okay, okay. I'm gonna calm back down. So, so, so Teddy comes in the scenario. So Teddy Riley comes in the scenario now. So Teddy puts the baseline on it, and I'm coming in again. I'm just looking for. I'm on Adidas. That's my one uh, MC's raising hell is out, and I'm thinking Adidas. I'm like, that's the hottest joint on the whole one MC raising hell record. I had no people on people Peter Piper, but I love Adidas. That was my joint because I'm like the the crazy drum sounds and that was crazy. So I'm like, give me that, just slow it down. And it changed the whole feel of it. Yeah. So it made me okay. Instead of go see the doctor, it's like nah, it's like go see the doctor. It's like I gotta, I gotta ride with the music, and that was the first time I realized that the music changes your delivery. And when exactly. the music yes. changes delivery, whatever, I'm like, okay, Absolutely. okay, cool. So I'm gonna put my sing songy thing on there. I'm gonna do the tone stuff, but I'm gonna be with the music. So it's like I was walking down the street, rock, boop, doop, ba Go see the doctor. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. And, and I'm nervous while I'm doing it because I'm like, man, this is walking down the street, rocking my beat, clapping my hands, stopping my feet. This is as less lyrical as I've ever been in my life. Right. I'm about, like, my reputation's on the line, man. My reputation's on the line. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah. See, Magic got it. Send it to Magic first. Or took it to Magic, actually. And Magic played it. And literally, it was like, who is that? Who is that? Yo, that's what... And again, the beauty is Cap didn't know it was me at the time. So when they right. found out it was me, it was like, what? Get out of here. So the younger generation, because, you know, in New York, they, they quit with the generational stuff. Like, they quit <laughs> right. to play out, or you played out, or that's that old thing. They quit to do that. And because I don't really vibe that way, it doesn't matter. Because I'm the dude, if you remember... I walk in a damn party where everybody got on, you know, espadrilles or whatever the new fashion is. I got on some brand new leather tight pants and some high boots up in my bed. Yes. <laughs> I, my attitude is I genuinely don't care. I'm nice in my hands if we want to take it there. And I'm killing you on the mic whichever way you want to go. So just like shut up and take it. That's yeah. my attitude. So, when go to the doctor, I was a cast like, that's cool. Hey, 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 what? Hey, so the young cast that didn't really like me or wasn't really messing with me or whatever, that I already moved on, was like, well, that 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 dude got one. Well, that's one of them. And, and, and trust me, at the same time, Melly Melly making a key for us because now we looked at it as the older generation and he's just going crazy. Man, these young niggas can't rhyme. These niggas ain't using rhyme. They wear a paper bag. They ain't nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all in with the... Oh, the young, the older dudes don't like the young dudes. And they're lumping us all in. I'm like, I didn't feel that way. I'm listening to Kat. I'm hearing them come up. I love Rakim. I love Kane. And I'm going to them and telling them that. So the reason I wound up having a personal relationship with those guys is I was an MC. Like I said, I took it so seriously. If you were nice like that, I'm telling you. I'm coming to you and telling you. Remember when I told you, when I said I'm uh, to these, I said y'all had a hit? I'm, I like, listen, man, as artists, we're supposed to get that to each other. For me, that's what I always felt. As opposed to just being competition, it was like, you know, where is the love? Where's the love at? Like, you know, give it up. And the captain you like him, tell him. And tell him why you like him and break it down. So I was always that cat. So uh, when, when Go See the Doctor came and the love started coming back that way, and then I started going on dates and doing shows with LL and Public Enemy and Run DMC, you know, I started doing dates with them. Like, they couldn't, they couldn't deny the record because the record literally blew up on the underground. It wasn't a radio record. But an underground record, it was absolutely solid. Yeah. 
All right, so so uh, so, so Mo, watch this, Mo. Start the second wave. All right, so look, we got three more questions before we wrap it up. The first question is, we we, we got three more questions. We want to wrap it up. Look, the, the next question is, it, it's, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what the three questions is, so you know in advance. Look, it's the LL. When did you meet? When did you make the record with uh, Will Smith? And what are you doing now? And where do you think the industry is, is uh, going right now? Those are gonna be the three no, questions. No, the last question is, what is the the new record that's coming out. Do you have yeah. a new record coming that, that, that's, out? Yeah, and, and that, that, that's all composed in the last question. All right, so the, <laughs> okay. so, so, the, so the, the, what happened, how did that beef happen with you and LL? The LL thing starts, ironically, because he's another one of the cats that I thought was good. Uh, uh, actually, of the next wave of cats, with Run DMC and all of those, I thought he was the best of those guys. When he started saying, I'm the greatest rapper in the history of rap itself, when I'm bad, that's really, really... 87. But going back before then, people don't know, I met him at the Roxy. And he's coming to me like excited. Yo, what's up? He told me I was his favorite. He told me that he's, yo, man, say I, I sound like one DMC, man. I, I'm going to try to rhyme like one of them, man. I like to use vocabulary. I like the way you do it, man. I'm trying to do what you do. I'm trying to talk like, okay, cool. I, you know, I'm real arrogant again. I'm still arrogant and cocky. But I'm like, okay, cool. I walked to the stage. I introduced him. And T. The Rock is in my ear on the other side saying, you just get that nigga to the streets, and I'm going to crush him. Like, T. Rock had a beef with him already. I didn't even know what that was about. Uh, at the time, I didn't know what it was about. So we get to the stage. I do a quick little rhyme. Pass it to T. Rock. He does a quick little rhyme. And then pass it to LL. He stayed on for, like, 10 minutes. Just got to bang him out of here. He's going crazy. And I'm like, okay. Now, now I'm looking at the crowd. The crowd's getting bored. You know, it's New York. you got to rock him. you got to get him quick. you got to rock him. If you stay on too long, you'll start bored. So L just kept going and kept going and kept going. I'm like, cool, no problem. I shook his hand. I left. I go back to school. I'm in college at the time, which is another thing. You know, Trenches 3 is a little mad at because I wasn't doing dates because I blew up the camp. I go to college <laughs> and then get a knock on my door. I'm in my dorm room. I got a girl in there. Knock, 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 knock. Yo, Mo, LL is out here. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, no, no, no. And it's yo, L tongue. Yo, man, remember when he was at the Roxy? And I'm like, oh, shit. I hear his voice. I'm like, that's really L. I can't front now. So I turned the music up real loud. I'm like, yo, that was a terrible impersonation of hell. Get away from my door. Yo, boy. And then because he's the cats in college that's running with me are like, because I'm, I'm five years older than L. So the cats that are running with me is like, yo, show him hell. And they start banging on the wall. And he starts rhyming. And he's going in. And he's out there rhyming for like five or ten minutes. And I'm like, oh, man. Now I got a girl in the room that one of the cats that's one of the cats outside girl. So I can't open the door. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, this is a story, bro. This is a movie, boy. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I can't open the door because then I'm busted. She's busted. We, you know, I'm like, ah. That's I'd have climbed out the window. <laughs> so now I got to play up the LL, I don't believe you. I got to play the I don't believe you card up. That ain't LL, that's a terrible, that, I'm like, ah, oh, that, that was a, LL rhyme like that. He's going hard, he's doing his thing, he's going, they like, ooh. But they beat on my fucking door, beating the drum beat, he's rhyming, and then afterwards, I, I never open the door, I just keep turning the music up louder, then finally I turn the music down, I hear him walking away, and then he's like, man, fuck that man. I, he feels like he's been played out, and the cast is gassing him up. Yo, why he open the door, man? He played him out. And he said, man, fuck that old school rapper, man. He, he said he's washed anyway. When he said that, I was like, what? Then I opened the door. <laughs> <laughs> I, opened, I opened the door. I told the girl, like, hide behind the door. I'm opening the door, whatever. I run out. <laughs> so my ego, like I said, my ego was crazy. I run out there, already gone. So he said, wash. All right, cool, cool. So um, I go to the studio, and I do that, uh, uh, got a rock. You might be cool, but you're not Modi. Little, little, little subtle shot. And then he does uh, 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 Rock the Bell. That comes out for the movie. Tough at 11 comes out in October. So <clears throat> he says, Washed Up Rappers want to do this well. Because he said, Washed. I was like, oh, that's he talking about me. He said, Washed Up Rappers want to do this well, Rock the Bell. Okay. He's talking about me. Cool, cool, cool. So he does that. Then I do how you like me now. Because I got the deal now. But job, because it goes to the doctor, I got the deal. I did the first album. But at the time, it doesn't go to the doctor on it, and I'm cool with these only records on it, really. Then uh, the second album comes, and I'm like, you know what? <clears throat> Cass keeps saying that we, we old school rappers, that we can rhyme, 
but we can rock the crowd, but we can't make records. So that's what the whole the first verse of How You Like Me Now ends in that, because that was the word. We can rhyme, and we can rock the crowd, but we can't make records. Only rock records, only rock records, never make records, how you like me now. Only rock rhymes, only rock crowds, but never make records, well, how you like me now. So, like, <laughs> I had to work, because if it didn't work, it was an egg on my face, but it was just like, I thought I really, really had him again, because now I got the chemistry with Teddy, and I see where he's going. Right. Same thing, right. I saw the beat down, boom, da, da, boom, da, boom, boom, da, da, boom, da, because I was always, the Teddy, Huh? He took the it mo, did, 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 did Teddy produce Wild Wild West too? Yeah. He do, how do you like me now? Wild Wild West. Wow. I didn't know Teddy did Wild Wild West. Uh, I don't know why. I didn't go to work. Yeah, he did all of, all it, of the, big, the bigger bangers for me for the first two albums. He absolutely was out without question. Oh, man. So, this, yeah, I, I do the boom, 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 boom for the, for the how you like me now. And he got this little sample from James Brown. I'm like, what is he going to do with that? He's like, da 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 da. Get that holy water. You stop it right there. da 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 da. Yeah, he's a genius, man. Teddy, Teddy's a genius, man. He's a genius, man. Hey, yo, I, 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 like, wow, okay. That added a whole other dimension to the record or whatever. So, you know, then I'm like, okay, you know what? On the third verse, let me just start taking it out because I'm a battle MC anyway. Let me stop doing the subtleties and just bring it out. And we're like, all right, at the end of that or whatever, it irked my nerve when I heard. I suck a rapper that I know I heard. Sir, run around town saying he is the best. Is that a test? I'm not a press. Get real. You're nothing but a toy. Don't you know that I'll serve that boy just like a waiter. Hit it with a plate of these fresh fries. I was like, okay, I'm going at it now. So I'm like, I'm coming out with it or whatever. And then when How You Like Me Now blows, I remember him saying, again, because we had the same group of cats that went to my school, like, hello, so that record's not going to hit. It don't matter, whatever. And then the record blew up. And then the record blew up bigger than whatever his record was at the time. I think he had uh, um, Rock the Bell, Jack the Ripper. No, no, Jack the Ripper came after that because that's what he made that for. You know, he's like, you know, it ain't cool. We did the Soul Train Awards. I never forget that. And uh, Soul Train Awards, and he was nervous. It's funny because you know it meant everything to us because it's the first time we were on TV doing this, whatever, and we were in the same category. So how you like me now versus I'm bad. And who won? Which one won? How You Like Me Now versus I Need Love. And I Need Love was a bigger record. <clears throat> so that was where the, the, the dynamic started again. Where And after, after, you, after you could get the copy of that tape, and you listen to the crowd, the crowd screaming for the records or whatever, I come out and do the little thing for How You Like Me Now, quick spin around or whatever, and the crowd goes crazy as soon as I hit the stage, and he was the category. So, and then he said, his wife's name is Simone. He's like, you know, Simomo. Everybody's like, what are you talking about you? Like, his wife, his guy, damn. They go crazy. So, that was what started the whole thing. Then he gets with the, the, uh, the West Coast guys and he does Jack the Ripper. And while he, well, Jack the Ripper's premiering on the radio, we on the set doing the video for Wild Wild West. So, we're like, stop the video, stop, stop. I stopped everything. So, we all go, we listen to the record. And we listen to the, Milky, I'm back. My ace in the hole for this brand new track. And everybody's listening, 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 listening. And then it was over. I'm like, ah, I got him. Let's go. Continue. Let's continue on. We continue. So we shoot the video and we laugh. And I remember saying, like, if I was going at me, I would go way harder. So I didn't think the Jack the Ripper was hard enough. But, you know, the cast didn't like the record. I'm like, the, the beat is cool, but I didn't think he went hard enough. But then we get to the next thing. I'm like, I finished the album. I'm not going to give nothing on the album, but I do the record, Let's Go. And I do, I never forget. I get in the elevator, and Teddy's in my building. We live in the same building at the same time. And I push the LL on the on the um, elevator. Like, oh, right. shit, low level. Like, right from there, low level. Last level. <laughs> Right there. That's when he broke the L's down. Or that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was that was genius, man. You go to the lobby, the lobby. I'm going to the lower level. Oh, lower lobby, lower level. Yo, that's LL, the lower level. That's me, Lynn Lover. That started the whole thing, or whatever. And then we did that, and then uh, we had to guard. Mister Craziest. The end of that story is um. I knew it was getting out of hand. We at the garden. Bobby Brown is there. We all backstage. So, you know, we the we the, the the artists of the time. Bobby Brown is doing tenderoni. And then he's like, you know, brings people out on stage or whatever. Crowd is going crazy. And then finally he brings LL out on tenderoni. The girls go crazy. Ah! And he's sitting there or whatever. And then Bobby stands back and gives LL the mic. And LL starts rhyming on tenderoni. 
Now, this is one of the, to me, the biggest mistakes he made, but he was still hot. So it still is what it is, but you in New York, I was like, this just don't fit. Is he, uh, love the, the tenderoni? No, no, dude, that, that's not making sense. <laughs> what tenderoni is right now? So I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait, I wait. Crowd's like getting restless. He getting booed or whatever. Like, now, nah, like, like 48 hours. Now, Mortimer, now. <laughs> I walk out, I put my hands up like Ali the champion or whatever. And the crowd goes, <laughs> they go crazy or whatever. And I walked right in front of him. Now, the craziest thing is he could have just pushed me off the stage. And it was like one of those hip-hop moments you never forget over. Like, I was like, oh, my God, he pushed me off. But I literally walked in front of him with, with my hands up or whatever. And the crowd was screaming like something was going to happen. And then he just, uh, <clears throat> it, it sounded like he punched me in the chest because he had the microphone. He's like, just put the mic out, boom. And everybody's like, ah. And I'm like, you can't pass your mic. So I let the mic drop or whatever. And the crowd's going for bananas or whatever. And that backstage, he's like, yo, I'm not living in limbo no more, man. I'm not living in limbo no more. You know what I'm saying, baby? I'm not living in limbo no more. Uh, you know, I'm not living in limbo. So we laughed at that or whatever. And uh, one day, see everybody's backstage. And that, to me, that was really the end of the whole thing. We kind of wow. went a little too far by continuing to go back and forth. And for me, I'm like, I'm done. The record is done. We did what we did. It made its noise. I'm trying to move on. Jive Records tells me... Uh, uh, we don't believe in whatever the sales they do or what we wanted to do on this next album. We're going to have to put the death flow out as a video and all of that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. The record is on there for people that care, but it's not really, really a priority for me at this point. So they're like, well, we're not going to give you a video unless we do a video for that. And that's when I make the video for, uh, for death flow, which I really, really didn't want to do. And that to me was really, really the end of the, the, the situation. Plus the feedback that we started hearing back in the streets who they thought wanted, who they didn't think wanted, whatever. They got really, really caught up in the ego side of that. And then as time went on, it just turned into what it turned into. And then me and Jive had our problems at the end of that, that, that whole situation. Wow, that's crazy, bro. Right, so that's what, crazy. So, what, so real quick, so we go, we, all right, so, so, so Mo, what, what are you doing now? What are you working on now? And how can people reach out to you and see what you're doing? What, what are you doing right now? Right now, ironically, like I said, we're doing the biopic. Uh, so all these stories are fresh in my head now because I'm reliving them as I'm retelling them. Um, and uh, hopefully, because the only torn between what they're going to do, like a mini-series kind of thing, like Bobby Brown, a new edition on BET, mm -hmm. or we're going to do a straight-out-of-compton kind of situation with the film. I kind of want the film thing, but if we could do the mini-series, we can get way more in-depth and give you way more of the story. So that's just on the table right now, mainly. Uh, just did a record with Earth and Fire. Uh, you know, I did a record with y'all too. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a we got a a, a hip hop slash R and B classic joint, and I got a straight break beat joint. I'm kind of doing two albums simultaneously because I got a whole lot of stuff that's almost like I'm backed up as far as rhymes go and stories and concepts or whatever. But I'm I'm really really uh, wrapped up in getting this biopic together and getting it out because uh, I always said all my life I was well things like that would happen. I'd be like, man, my life is a movie. My life it is, is a movie. It is, man. But, yeah, but the thing about Hollywood that's really ugly is if you don't have the drugs and the killing, and I, you know, that's not in my story. There's no, there's no get high, there's no junkie, there's no uh, fall from grace, back from success story, back to success from uh, being strung out on drugs, and there's no killing, there's no jail time, there's no baby mamas, there's none of that in the equation. So they're like, well, what kind of story will we tell? Like, to them, that's not interesting. Because they do, yep. if I keep it real, they mm. do want to tell black stories of a certain ilk. They don't want to tell this story, quite frankly. So we're fighting an uphill battle because, like I said, I don't have the drugs, the guns, the violence, the baby mamas, and all that stuff in my equation. So that's my story they're really, really interested in. So we're going to just keep doing it. We're going to get it done. And we're going to do it the way we got to do it. So those are the main two things that are on, that's right, on the table right now. That's the, new, uh, the, the new albums, the, the uh, biopic or bio uh, miniseries. And last but not least, I also have another talk show coming uh, called Freestyle. Uh, we we get ready to start shooting that in the next month or two uh, at my college campus at Old Westbury. So Hey, Mo, I think the dude that's working on your biopic, uh, I think we met him on the Tom Joyner cruise. Uh, yes, that's exactly what he is. 
Yeah, yeah, we've been on the channel because we, we it's, it's funny, I, I forgot his name off the top of my head. Because we've been we've been we've been kinda like calling him, trying to connect with him. We wanted to do something pretty much similar. And he was like, Oh, I'm working on something with Cool Mo D right now. I was like, Oh shoot. I said, Mo is in head yeah. of the block. <laughs> 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 hey, 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 Mo, man, right, we we just want just want to wish you the best, man. You 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 are iconic figure in the rap game, man. So anybody who know about lyrics and putting the words together, the wordplay, Kumo D is on top of the list, man. He's a, a legend in our game, good friend. We appreciate you calling in, filling the people, and giving them these great stories so they could just just know even a little inkling what's gonna go on when your biopic comes out, and they can see the story of how it all went down, man. And uh, you know. It's all love here, man. We appreciate you joining for some D's morning show featuring Pebbly Poo, and just 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 filling us up with a, 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 a lot of lot of good lot of good stories, man. Much love, my brother. Hey yo, we appreciate you, Mo. All right. Thank you so much, Mo, for being a part of us. All right, bro. all right, Martin. Let's Leo, give the plug. Give the plug. Leo, brother. Hold hold. Two bogeys, two bogeys. Yo, Mo, be good. We appreciate you. Love you, bro. This has been a UniE.TV production.